Loneliness is on the rise and in many countries like the UK, it is considered an epidemic. So much so that the UK government appointed a secretary of loneliness to address this concern. In addition, during the pandemic, we saw a rise in loneliness because people were isolated and socially disconnected from friends, from family and from community. There used to be such a stigma attached to just talking about loneliness, but now people are more comfortable talking about it. And as the holidays are approaching, there is likely to be an increase in the feelings of loneliness. So today we'll look at some ways to prepare for the holidays so that you can manage these feelings if they are of concern for you. Hey sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast. Do you want to overcome the wounds and impacts of childhood trauma that are holding you back in life? Do you want to get unstuck, begin thriving and confidently living God's best in all areas? I'm Janielle, a certified clinical trauma specialist, life coach, trauma thriver and most of all, a daughter of God living loved and on purpose. In this podcast, I'll share trauma education, healing strategies along with biblical applications and motivational stories to support you in your journey toward trauma healing and thriving. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's begin. I think it's safe to say that at one point in our lives, we have all experienced loneliness. You know that distressing feeling when social needs are not being met, that feeling of disconnection and not feeling cared for or even feeling invisible. Loneliness does not feel good, that's for sure. And it can have awful effects on someone's health and well-being. Some of the effects include anxiety, depression, problems sleeping, some people have low self-esteem, they experience isolation, and this leads to inaction, just not feeling to do anything. By talking about this topic today, I am joining in with the goal of secretaries of loneliness around the world who are reducing the stigma around loneliness. So let's talk about it so that people can feel safe to share their experiences and reach out for the help that they need. While loneliness can affect anyone and everyone, there are different types of loneliness. First of all, there is emotional loneliness. This is where there is an absence of meaningful relationships. This is felt when you want to talk to someone about something that's happening in your life, but you don't feel like there is anyone you can call or reach out to. Another example would be if someone had a breakup, there can be emotional loneliness because that person is no longer in your life. Another category is social loneliness, which is the lack of relationships with others and little or no social support or contact. Social loneliness is typical of what many experienced during the pandemic. It is that heightened social isolation that resulted from staying at home alone for long periods of time without community and without family, friends or acquaintances. In some cases, people do intentionally avoid contact with other people, especially when the opportunity to connect does arise, but that could be for many different reasons. 
Existential loneliness is another type of loneliness. And in this case, the person feels this profound disconnect from other people around them. That includes everyone, family, friends, even therapists and helping professionals. They tend to feel separated from others and the wider world around them. They often also perceive that lower levels of social supports are available, so they are less likely to even ask for help or reach out for support. The final type of loneliness I want to mention is situational loneliness, and this happens around certain times, such as the holidays. Situational loneliness is caused by changes in particular circumstances or environmental factors, including uh, unpleasant experiences or perhaps migration. It could be interpersonal conflicts, disasters, or accidents. These are some of the things that could ignite this type of loneliness. The Christmas and New Year season is often a time when people experience situational loneliness. Or if other types of loneliness have been present, they are more likely to focus on them because it's sort of a reflective period. People often think about the previous year, the goals they set for themselves, the New Year's resolutions that they made but didn't keep. They think about what they want to accomplish, what didn't happen, their hopes, their dreams. It's a lot of reflection happening as the year changes. People begin thinking of desires for the new year as well. And as part of that, they look around their lives and evaluate who are the people that are important to them. Situational loneliness also arises around the holiday because this is a time where your co-workers, for example, may be focusing more on close family members. Some people may be traveling or others may also be going through the same process of loneliness. So they tend to stay indoors or isolate. So there is less connection happening with people all around, depending on the circle that you're in. If you do struggle with loneliness, how do you cope when these feelings come up? It is very important to recognize that these feelings do come up and that while they are unpleasant and often unwanted, they happen. And when they come up, the coping mechanism you use can either help or add to the distress and the feelings. Generally speaking, people tend to turn to distracting activities when emotions are too raw or too deep or too painful. Some of the go-tos are binge watching TV. Others turn to comfort eating, doom and gloom thinking, drinking, substance use or sleeping. I can tell you sleeping was my jam. All of these coping strategies can provide temporary relief and give some reprieve from the feelings, but the relief is just that, it's only temporary. Soon enough, the feelings do return, often plunging the person into a deeper sense of loneliness. And on top of that, they end up with added feelings of guilt, shame, or regret, depending on how they choose to cope in the moment. Then to get relief from all of those feelings, the person could reach out for more impactful coping mechanisms and the cycle just goes on and on and on. If this is you, I understand it is a difficult situation to be in and when faced with such intense feelings, I know people do the best they can with what they know and with the skills they have. 
Most people are just trying to make it from one day to the next and even from one moment to the next. So no judgment here. I'm doing this episode now because I know, as I said, the holidays are coming and it's usually the busiest time for therapists and coaches as people do feel intensely lonely, but thankfully, many do reach out for the support that they need. If you do struggle with loneliness, especially around the holidays, here are some suggestions that I hope would help you. Number one, plan ahead. Waiting until the loneliness is full-blown would make it really difficult to think and act from a place of wisdom. So if this is a struggle for you, it will be better to plan how you would tackle the holidays starting now. Planning could look like booking an appointment with your coach or therapist or counselor for a date during the holidays, just so you know you will have some kind of professional support. You can also make a list of activities that you would like to do. These are things that would bring you joy that could brighten your life. Plan out when and how many times you would like to do it over the holiday season and then actually do it. Another way would be to reach out to another friend who you know may be alone for the season or also struggle with loneliness and see if they want to meet up to have dinner, lunch or brunch on one day or a few days over the season. You know, just like Friendsgiving is a thing, connect with others and see if you can meet each other's social needs in a reciprocal way. Set boundaries around your binging time. I mentioned this because I know I like snuggling up on the sofa with the fireplace on at Christmas time, watching my favorite Christmas movies or reruns of TV shows that connect me with happy childhood memories or just happy memories of the past. But I don't stay in that place for extended periods of time. I make sure to do other activities in between so that I can keep my body active as well as to give myself time to rest and reflect. Number two, watch your thoughts. It is very easy to begin comparing your life to others as you view Facebook holiday posts and stories, for example. And this can lead the thoughts to some really low places that intensify the feelings of loneliness. So it is important to catch these unsupportive thoughts and before they begin affecting your feeling, replace them with more positive emotions, thoughts, or experiences. If you need to fast from things that trigger your feelings, then make a plan to do just that. You can do this temporarily, perhaps just over the holiday season. The aim is just to keep your mind free from any type of input that can cause you to compare and then fall into low emotions because of the thoughts that are going through your mind. Number three is to leverage past experiences. I am hopeful that you had a good spring or a good summer, and if you did, over the holidays, you could take some time out to reflect on those experiences. You can look at photos that you took. You can create a digital or a paper scrapbook. You could look at the pictures and journal about the memories and the happy feelings you had while you were engaging in those activities over the spring or the summer. 
You could also think about past Christmases, the times where you had favorite activities and connected with others that brought out those good feelings as well. This goes a long way to redirect your mind to more pleasant experiences and thoughts. Number four, connect through service. Where can you serve in your community over the Christmas season? Are you a member of a church community or a member of a volunteer group that you can serve with just for a little while or sometimes over the season? Turning your mind from yourself onto others is a great way to shift perspectives and serving has its own rewards. You're showing up for others who are also in need and giving of yourself. If you prefer not to go outdoors, is there something you can do online? I know I've heard of people who would post uplifting and encouraging messages to others on social media over the holidays. I know I just talked about being careful of what you see and consume on social media over the holidays. So be sure to balance this out if you are likely to get triggered by things that you see online. If it is possible for you and you're okay balancing out what you see and what you do, then it could be an option for you to post encouraging messages, blessings to others, hopeful thoughts that would encourage others who are at home and for whatever reason may not be connected to others or able to go out to make those connections happen. Number five, embrace the sadness and take it to God but don't stay there. I am a firm believer in dealing with reality. And as much as I mentioned these five ways that you can address loneliness as the holidays approaches, I don't want any of the previous four activities to be used to just dismiss, deny, or diminish the feelings of loneliness. When the feelings are processed in a healthy way, they can be released and then healing begins to take place. When you are feeling lonely, you may not feel ready to share it with another human being yet, and you can always acknowledge that that's where you are, and still, you can take your feelings to God. You can always take your feelings to God. You can journal as part of your processing. You can draw, you can type, you can express your feelings by singing songs that has the words that you would like to say. Whatever works for you. Take the time to get the feelings out and take them to God. Tell God how you feel and ask him to keep you close during the holiday seasons. I know it could feel like you're drowning or that you won't survive the feelings when they're very, very deep, low or intense. And this is when you must run to God and allow him to comfort you and take you through that moment. Trust in the fact that God knows what you feel and you can look up scripture that shows you that God is with you and repeat those over and over, out loud even, during the holidays. On days when you feel lonely and on days when you do not. It's about building a consistent pattern of reminding yourself that you are not alone. You have a God who loves you deeply, who knows how you feel, and he's right there in the process with you. I encourage you to look up some of your favorite scriptures to use for this moment, and I'll just give you a few to get you started. Psalms 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up the wounds. As you repeat this out day after day, 
you can say it like, thank you, God, that you heal my broken heart and you bind up my wounds. Then we have Psalm 18.6. In my distress, I call upon you, Lord. I cry out to you, my God. I know that you hear my voice from your temple and my cry comes before you. My cry even comes to your ears. I've rephrased it as a prayer to God so you would get the idea. There are people who are estranged from loved ones and family members, and the feelings of loneliness can intensify over the holiday season where everyone is with family. So this scripture, Psalms 27:10, says, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. And to reframe it as a prayer, thank you, God, that even though I am not with my father and my mother, or even though my father and my mother are not speaking to me right now, thank you, God, that you take care of me. You would adjust it to your specific situation, but this is just to give you another idea. Finally, Psalms 34, 18 tells us, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So these are just some of the scriptures to give you an idea. So make a list that is important and meaningful to you that you can use as part of the step five here that I mentioned, taking your feelings to God. My sister friend, if you struggle with feelings of loneliness, I am holding space for you. My prayer for you is that you experience more connection, more peace, joy, and love from this point forward and particularly over the Christmas and the New Year season. Today, I've talked about five ways to address loneliness as the holidays are just around the corner, and I hope that you found at least one of these strategies to be helpful for you or something that you can apply. Perhaps you already have your own go-to strategy that has been hugely supportive to you, if you do, I would love to hear about it and how you use it in your day-to-day -day life to manage feelings of loneliness. I'm inviting you to connect with me and share your thoughts and let me know which of these thoughts you can implement over the holidays. Come over to the Facebook community where you can share what you are committing to do and get additional support during the season. You can join our Facebook community by searching the group name, which is Heal Childhood Trauma as Christian Women of Color. You can also sign up to become a Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast Insider at subscribepage.io forward slash STH podcast. As an insider, you will receive weekly inspirational emails and first access to podcast developments as they unfold. And once again, the link to sign up is subscribepage.io forward slash STH podcast. I've placed both these links in the show notes for you as well. So you can click and go straight into the respective area. Finally, you can email me at support at shadesoftraumahealing.com. Thank you for spending time with me today. Blessings to you, my sister friend. Before you go, sister friend, did this podcast episode encourage, inspire, or teach you something new? If so, would you be so kind as to share it with another friend who needs help to overcome her childhood trauma? 
And don't forget to hop over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a written review for the show. This way, the show can reach more sisters who need to hear it. Thank you for listening and know that I am cheering for your healing. I'll be back next week. So until then, take time to breathe and be blessed.